finally, the virtual power shop is here, guys. Are you feeling stuck, insecure, or maybe second-guessing some choices in life? Visit thevirtualpowershop.com to enroll in your 22-module course. It's self-paced and available on your terms. What's your well-being worth? Act now for a limited-time offer. It's half off the regular $2.99 price. Your personalized journey is available for only $149. Step into a brighter, empowered future. Thevirtualpowershop.com. Get unstuck. I'm Alma Lee. I'm a psychotherapist and transformative lifestyle resiliency coach and author, and I want to help you reach your goals by teaching you how to step outside of those fear-based mindsets and into your powerful, loving self. Let's get started. What lights the fire in your soul? You ever thought about it? You ever thought about the thing, that one thing that really just sets you up for joy and just really gets you going? What is that? Do you have something in your life that just for whatever reason just lights you up? Do you, do you have that? What is it? What's your passion? Let's get into it. Let's talk about passion. I had a, had a uh, person ask me the other day, uh, Alma, what, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And it was funny because I was like, well, I love to help people. And they're like, yeah, well, that's what you do. That's your job. You're, you're, you know, you're a psychotherapist. You know, you're a coach, a consultant. But, but what are you passionate about? And I was like, well, that's a, that's what I like. I mean, and it got a little bit confusing. And that's why I thought today's episode would be so interesting because I had to really define what it was that I enjoy about my work because I am passionate about my work. That's the thing is that I have actually found something that I, I don't avoid it. I don't feel like, oh, I got to go to work. This is, this is garbage. I hate my job, this, that, and the other. I don't feel that way at all. I love what I do, but the question was, what are you passionate about? And that put me into a space where I actually had to sit down and, and, and think about it and like, you know, dissect it and find out what is it about my work that lights me up. And so here's what I've come to, to, to conclusion, right? So my passion is to inspire other people. That's it. And, I, and I've always really known that, but I just never really sat down and thought about it as my passion. And I want to engage you in considering what your passion is. And keep in mind, too, you know, I never want anybody to feel judged and, and feel like, well, I don't have a passion. I have a job and I have responsibilities and I don't know what sets me up. That's fine, too. That's the whole purpose of, of listening to this is to get you to start considering finding it because it's out there. I, I believe that we all have something that we can be passionate about, even if we are not actively engaged in it. You see, you feel me? Um, I believe that life without passion is dull and unrewarding to a degree. I mean, if, if you're going through life in a humdrum existence and maybe you're feeling some depressive episodes or maybe you're having some anxiety and maybe you are constantly in a space of fear, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, that can be 
the markers of living in a space without passion. And I know that's how I would feel. And that's how I have felt in the past. And feeling like everything that I did was more or less an obligation as opposed to something that I felt just really just fueled my fire, just just lit me up from the inside out. And I, you know, this whole thing, and, and this ties into my passion, right? Inspiring other people. So that's why I do this podcast. I do this podcast because I want the the folks that I interact with to have an opportunity to shift their perspective, to shift your perspective, to take away something that gets you thinking a little bit differently in a more productive way, and that ultimately improves the condition of your life. Because, I mean, why else? Why else? What What's the point of life if you're not living passionately? And, you know, it's, again, not a judgment, because if you are living in a space where you feel like there's no passion, that doesn't mean you can't change right? That doesn't mean you can't shift out of that mindset, right? <laughs> what's stopping you? What's, uh, what's the biggest obstacle that you're facing right now and really living a life, a passionate life, a life that's in alignment with something that lights you up from the inside out? When's the last time you felt passionate about a situation? Something that, that just really got you going. You know, um, I, can, I, can, I can dial this back. And, and doing the, uh, the internal forensics, right? Digging into my own stuff. And like, why, do I, why is my passion to inspire other people? So I can break that down and explain that a little bit further and go a little deeper. So several years ago, like 20-something years ago, uh, I went and visited with a therapist. I honestly did not know what a licensed clinical social worker was. This woman that I went to, I was working with the TSA at the time, and she was an EAP, Employment Assistance Program uh, Provider uh, for Clinical Psychotherapy. I didn't know what any of those letters, those acronyms meant back then. I had no clue. All I knew was that I was struggling and I needed some help. And I was having some some stuff going on with my son at the time, and I didn't know how to handle it. I was a single mom. I was overwhelmed. I was just, life was not being very kind to me in that moment. So I remember going and meeting with her. And and keep in mind now, this is, I had been to a therapist when I was in the military, but this was several years later, and I had not been to a therapist since my time in the military. So keep that in mind too. Um, so I go in, and my issue was something, a condition that, you know, had happened with, with my son. He was four years old at the time. And uh, I was just really struggling. I was having a really, really hard time. And I'll never forget that when I went into her office and I sat down, that I just busted out into tears. And she hands me a tissue, and she goes, wow. She goes, I can see that you need to be here, you know, something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, I do. And uh, so she introduced herself and we, you know, kind of had some friendly banter just to build that rapport. But overall, as we're talking, she starts asking about my childhood. And I'm like, why is she asking me? Oh, that's, that's got nothing to do with what's going on now. You know, I can remember thinking that. And she says, well, she goes, a lot of what you experienced as a child colored the way that you see the world today. And your perspectives today are affected by your belief systems that were created as a child. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> and uh, 
So she's asking me about my parents. And, you know, I obviously I've spoken about my parents and about the troubled relationship that I had with them as a child growing up and leaving home at the age of 20. And our relationship never really changed from that point on. It was, you know, kind of band-aid, bandaged, if you will, over time. We had interactions, but there was never really a relationship after I left home at 20. But um, I told her, I told her what I, you know, I'd been having, you know, a difficult time with my father and and I explained to her how my father had treated, you know, my mother and what his, he had a drug, you know, a drug problem. And she stopped me. She goes, yeah, your dad's a narcissist. And she just said it so carefully and just like, you know, like she knew him. And it was, and she explained some things about, you know, the dynamics of my parents' relationship and how their treatment of me affected me and my belief systems. All I knew with all of the jargon and all of the banter was that in that moment, the very first time ever in my life, I felt seen, I felt heard, I felt validated, I felt like I wasn't crazy, I felt like I had some worth, I felt like she made me feel like I was normal. She made me feel like I deserved everything that I had always been fighting for. And that apparently at that point I had given up because I didn't think I was worth fighting for. I didn't believe at that time that I was deserving of love, of kindness, of respect, simply because I had never really received it. And I had never really enforced a boundary in my personal relationships as an adult in order to attain it either because I didn't believe I deserved it. You know, we're mirrors. We draw in what we believe we deserve. And so she was just so, you know, she was just so confidently saying, yeah, this is this and this is this and this is why you're acting this way and this is why you feel this way. All I know is that in that moment, I was like, my heart, I just, my heart was so full. And it was the absolute first time in the, first time ever in my life that I felt like I was okay. And it was such a, I felt like I was floating, to be honest. I I really did. I, I was like, this is it. This is what I've been searching for my whole life was just to to have that understanding. Like, I'm not crazy. I mean, I might have been crazy, but you know what I mean. I'm not the crazy person I thought I was. And she like saw me. She saw me. She heard me. And she was so you know, salt of the earth, matter of fact about her delivery. She wasn't like, oh, you poor thing. You deserve love. You deserve kindness. It wasn't any of that. She was just like, yeah, you were raised by a narcissist, you know, and this is why they did what they did. And, you know, you grew up feeling this way because this is, you know, what they were focused on and you didn't get the things you deserved because of A, B, C, and D. And she just went on and on and on. And she said it like it was just, you know, it's just Tuesday. It's not a big deal. I mean, what's the big deal? It was her delivery made it so normal for me that I just felt safe and I felt like I can move through life and be a normal person. You mean I can actually have normal relationships? You mean I can actually live my life? So that was that experience for me was what set me up for success moving forward. Now, at that point in time, I had no idea or inclination that I would ever become a therapist myself but I just remember the the shift there was a fundamental shift my entire world was flipped upside down in that one session with that therapist and in a good way 
And so years later, as I, you know, went through life, I saw her several more times and I couldn't tell you what her name is. I don't remember her name. I might, I might know it if I heard it, but I remember the way she made me feel. And I, I always carried that with me. I carried that with me uh, all the way through grad school when I was becoming a, a clinical social worker. And I just remember that I really want other people to experience what I experienced. I really did. And I do still to this day. And I got to say, nothing is quite as rewarding as seeing that light go off in someone's eyes when I provide them with a similar level of validation and explaining to them why they're struggling, explaining to them why they're having a difficult time, and to do it kind of in the same frame, you know, the the very salt of the earth, you know, I don't sit there and go, oh, you poor thing, I'm so sorry. No, I'm just like, hey, this is why this is happening. It's happening because you have this, and this happened because of this, and then just breaking things down to them, just like a, like a math teacher or a science teacher would, and then watching their watching that it's a subtle thing. It's a subtle transformation. But to see people's faces change from that furrowed brow to a relaxed place where their eyes get a little bit bigger, their, you know, their, their eyes open up and, and it's like you see a light go off. And it's almost like you witness the epiphany of change. That? Are you joking? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. That's what I'm passionate about. That watching people experience that. I experienced myself, I experienced so much joy in watching people shift out of a maladaptive, dysfunctional perspective of themselves in their lives. And to see them shift into something that's just on the path to health and wholeness. I'm so passionate about that. And so that's that inspiration that I, that I, I love I love to inspire other people. I love to show people that there are other perspectives that you can lean into. It's just that you don't know what they are, you know, and that kind of goes back into the, uh, the previous episode about hope. You know, you need hope. Well, inspiration and hope are interchangeable as well, because if you're inspired, then you find hope, right? So I, my passion in life is to inspire other people. I know that hands down without question. Uh, and, and just to talk about it, to, to, to create this, um, this episode, it, I can, I've got so many different scenarios rolling through my mind of those times when people would, you know, break down in happy tears. You know, it's not that I'm trying to get people to cry, but when they have those moments, it's such a reward for me. I just, I can't even, I can't even explain it in words what it does for me is to know that that the work that I do is that deeply impactful in people's lives and it's just it makes my life purposeful it's my purpose it makes it makes me know for a fact that what I'm doing is is good and helpful and it creates uh, abundance for other people as well um so what's your uh what's your passion what do you what lights you up and 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 keep in mind too um you know, we are a communal species. Humans, we're communal. No matter how uh, a, much of a, um, a hermit you may think you are, we still need connection. 
with others. We need communication. We need community. And that being said, your purpose will always be tied up with how you serve others because that's the purpose of the human experience is it's interchangeable with community in a sense of purpose. So what are you passionate about when it comes to your purpose? First of all, what is your purpose? What do you do that serves humanity? How do you make the world a better place? And what do you do that you're passionate about that, uh, that lines up with that purpose? I think about, I think about a lot of my musician friends and my artists and my creators that I know and people who, you know, they don't make a whole lot of money. (laughs) They don't get the financial windfall from what they do, but make, make no mistake, what they do by creating art or just creating period makes the world a better place. I, I firmly believe that without art, without creativity, it doesn't, it's none of this is, I mean, we're not born to work. We're not born here to toil. We're not born here to earn money to pay for a house and a car so that we have a place to live and a car to drive so that we can go to work to earn the money to pay for the house. That's not why we're here. We're here to evolve spiritually. We're here to connect, communicate, and serve others. We're here to be mindful and to understand ourselves and to grow, well, to heal if you need to, which we usually do, to heal and to grow from that, from that healing. And just, we're not here to just work. So if that's what you're doing, ask yourself, if you're just working and you're living or eking through life, I would challenge you to look at your perspective. Now, I'm not going to call names, but there's a couple of you guys out there. (laughs) If that shoe fits, put it on, put it on. But hear me out. I'm not here to judge you because blame is irrelevant. But if you're going through life with a woe is me attitude, ask yourself this. Why do I feel sorry for myself? Why do I see my life as being, uh, I'm a victim of my life rather. Why is that? Why do you feel victimized? Because I promise you, I'm not saying that you don't have things to complain about. And I'm not saying that you don't have pain that you aren't struggling with. But experiencing pain and having a victim mindset are two total different issues altogether. First of all, everybody suffers. Everybody, every human being on the face of this earth has suffered to some degree. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you come from, what your background is. Every single human being has suffered. So you can't sit there and say, I don't have any money in the bank account. I don't have this. I don't have that. That rich person over there has it better than me. They may have more money than you. Yes. They may not have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. Yes. But that does not mean they haven't suffered. And you get to decide whether or not you're a victim. And so the reason I bring that up is because as long as you're stuck in that perspective of victim, that victim mindset... You'll never be able to identify your obstacles. And if you never identify those obstacles, you'll never find out what your passion is. You just won't because, you know, being a victim is kind of a, is kind of a, a, a fixated mindset that keeps you in a space of familiar um, comfort. It keeps you stuck. 
it's it's an adaptation of life where your needs, albeit in a dysfunctional and toxic way, are being met through being a victim. So if you are able to share with people and say, oh, man, I, I'm really struggling. I'm having this issue. I'm having that issue. I can't do this. I can't do that. And you're saying that to other people as a means of getting them to support you, whether it's emotionally or spiritually or financially. Don't you don't you think your needs are kind of being met through that? So I'll, I'm just calling attention to it. OK, and the reason I'm calling attention to it is not to, you know, point the finger in your face and say, ah, oh, you're a bad person because you're acting like a victim. That's not it at all. I'm challenging you to reframe your perspective outside of that because there's better ways of living there there's an opportunity to live a full life a passionate life a joyful life if you stop that perspective if you quit seeing yourself as a victim and I'll admit uh before I went to go see that that therapist that that was my mindset I didn't realize that that was my mindset it was very normal for me but it was my mindset and she she helped me to shift out of that. She helped me to see that I was deserving of living a joyful life and that I was deserving of being validated. She validated me. That was huge, you know. Um, so being validated, uh, uh, experiencing empathy with other people, those are huge. Those are huge. And so that's what I try to provide people as a means of being inspirational. So... I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that at least by listening to this message today that you are able to at least lean into some self-awareness and loving yourself. You got to love yourself. You have got to love yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to respect yourself. You deserve to alleviate yourself of the shame of not being accountable to your grievances. You know, we all screw up. And we all try to survive. And in doing that, we end up hurting and, and harming those around us. And then we end up magnifying our shame through those behaviors. All I'm doing here today is to challenge you to look at those elements, look at the things that you need to clean up. But when you look at those uh, issues, those grievances, if you will, look at them but also love yourself through the process. Allow yourself to clean up the mess. Allow yourself to be responsible and apologize and be culpable and, and be accountable to the things that you've done while loving yourself, while not beating yourself up. Because the sooner you do that, the sooner that you accept that you have a right to live passionately, that your life just improves exponentially just by the sheer shift of your perspective on how you look at that what's your passion you deserve it all right from fear to love this has been an lbm production please like subscribe and share this show thanks for listening
Finally, the virtual power shop is here, guys. Are you feeling stuck, insecure, or maybe second-guessing some choices in life? Visit thevirtualpowershop.com to enroll in your 22-module course. It's self-paced and available on your terms. What's your well-being worth? Act now for a limited-time offer. It's half off the regular $299 price. Your personalized journey is available for only $149. Step into a brighter, empowered future. Thevirtualpowershop.com. Get on stuck.